If you want to win money in DraftKings this week, you're in the right place. Let's discuss this slate and the players you must have for week 13. And I want to start with maybe a sneakier play. At $5,800, Cordell Patterson had great usage last week. So if we look at his usage, his routes run, he wasn't running many any week. 13 was his season high until this past week when he ran 14 and was out there for a season high 54% of the passing plays. Now this led to a season high five targets. When you combine that with his 11 rushing attempts, it looks really good, yet he's at a cheap price point and his snaps have now increased in three straight games he's a player who will definitely be lower owned and so is this next receiver and that's the vikings wide receiver adam thielen who has seven or more targets in all but two games this year and in his last game on thanksgiving he had his best day of the season a season high 10 targets 21 points nine catches all these were season highs and now he's priced at just five thousand dollars flat you're not going to find many better value plays for that cheap unless of course you hit the tight end position where these guys are naturally cheaper david and joku at thirty nine hundred dollars man this is a crazy cheap price point you see and joku played 64 snaps last week which was 80 percent. he's back to full health he's finally back and this led to great usage he found the end zone he had seven targets he's now top five in tight end usage this season when he's healthy and that's while playing with an inaccurate jacoby Brissett. he now gets deshaun watson back against the texans number 32 secondary he's one of if not the best tight end plays in the slate and one of the better running back plays in the slate is at just 6200 it's david montgomery who's facing the packers who just gave up 400 400 rushing yards last week to the philadelphia eagles packers ranked 25th overall in run defense and montgomery does doesn't have to compete with Khalil Herbert, who's still injured. And in those two games with Herbert out, Montgomery seeing elite usage, 18 and a half touches per game, 72% of the snaps and 117 yards per game. I mean, this is borderline top five RB usage. So for the price tag, he's definitely an elite play. Now we got to talk about this RB who's in an interesting spot. And that's Kenneth Walker at $7,000 against the Rams. And in his last game, he saw less usage. See on the season, if we look at his snap share, he started out the year as a backup and then he started to come on. He played 70% of the snaps all the way up to 96 and 86% in his last couple of games. But then then just 69% of the snaps is least since week five. And now there's a reason for this. Both Travis Holmner and DJ Dallas were used more often in passing situations somewhere where Kenneth Walker was starting to see some more usage in previous weeks. Now this is a concern for the rest of the season, but not necessarily this matchup where the Seahawks are seven point favorites, meaning oh, he's probably going to stay on the field because they'll be leading, especially in the second half against the bad Rams team. But again, something to note as you head into your fantasy playoffs, he might just be a two down back. Now wide receiver we've been talking about like every single week on this program is Amon Ross St. Brown because he's still too cheap he should be above eight thousand dollars he's just 7100 and in his eight healthy games this year he's averaging over 10 targets per game and over 20 fantasy points per game literally a top three wide receiver in the league but his price is like the 10th most expensive and oh yeah this week he's going to be facing the jags number 30 third worst ranked secondary in the nfl amon rock continues to shine in week 13 and another young wide receiver is going to continue to shine is a rookie a top 10 pick from this past year from the jets at 5300 garrett wilson you see wilson has now played four games without zach wilson this year and he's averaging 10 and a half targets per game and 19.4 points per game that is a top 10 wide receiver when he has any other quarterback but zach wilson so 19.4 points without wilson with wilson he's averaging barely over eight points per game he now gets a really nice matchup versus the vikings bottom 10 secondary now wide receiver who hasn't been seeing production but he's been seeing usage is 5200 deontay johnson johnson literally ranks eighth in targets and seventh in wide receiver usage yet he's outside the top 40 in points and the reason for this is because he has zero touchdowns even though he's top 10 this season with 13 red zone targets none of this makes sense he's extremely unlucky part of it is the bad offense bad offensive coordinator and quarterback yes but a lot of it is just unlucky well now he faces the falcons who rank 26th in the nfl in coverage and allow the third most wide receiver touchdowns i'm gonna call it this is the week deontay finds the end zone now this next player is not practiced on monday or tuesday but he's a running back that i like at 5200 antonio gibson because his price tag is dropping after last week you see gibson saw his normal role so he's 12 touches he sees 54 total yards but it was brian robinson who popped off for 20 plus fantasy points but very quietly gibson 
saw his most passing game usage of the season, playing on 60% of the passing down snaps. And in four games as an underdog this year, he's averaging 14 fantasy points, almost 100 yards per game in 18 touches. I think Gibson is still the solid running back in this backfield. It just so happened that Brian Robinson was the guy who got there last week. So we've covered all the positions so far, looking at great plays at each of them, except quarterback. Let's get there now. And let's start with Joe Burrow, who is an underdog in the best game environment on the slate. Even though he's an underdog, they're still projected for 25 points against the Chiefs. A shootout is what Vegas is thinking here. And now he's $1,400 less than Mahomes, the other player in this shootout, and he might be and is expected to get Jamar Chase back this week. Now, Burrow has played five games in his career when he's an underdog with at least a 25-point team total, and he's scored nearly 26 points per game and gone over 310 yards per game. He's a fantastic option here to stack him up with any of his receivers and or Hayden Hurst or Joe Mixon. Now, on the opposite side of that game is just as good of a play, if not better. You just have to pay for him and Patrick Mahomes at $8,300 with the highest team total on the slate at 28 points. In similar situations, Mahomes is averaging 29 fantasy points per game and over 300 yards per game. His clear and obvious stacks are Travis Kelsey, but a really interesting way to get different here is Juju is returning from injury. Kadarius Tony might be back. You still have MVS out there. Pairing up two of those cheaper than Kelsey wide receivers is a nice way to go and get different. Another way to get different is to play this next rookie RB. And that would be Kyron Williams, who's $5,200 versus Seattle. And in his last game, he ended up playing 38 of a possible 54 snaps. He played 70% of the snaps. Now, this is really interesting because it was the first time all year that the Rams only used two running backs and not three running backs out there. And Williams, the rookie, was the clear main back. Now, the Rams are seven-point underdogs, which doesn't help a running back usually, but Williams is known to be a pass catcher and a pass protector on those third downs when a blitz might be coming. So he should be on the field more and seeing some targets. I do prefer Antonio Gibson in this price range and maybe even Adam Thielen across a different position. Just track that status on Gibson's health. Now, I have to bring up Damian Pierce because his price point is now below $6,000 because he's had back-to-back bad games. You see, last week, he scored less than five points for the second straight game in a row because he only saw five rushing attempts while the game was a blowout, so he got pulled in the fourth quarter. And nothing in Pierce's usage is changing. He's still seeing his normal starter snaps. He's still breaking tackles. It's just that the Texans are trailing big in these games. Now, the good news this week is he faces the Browns, who ranked 31st, the second worst run defense in the NFL. But the bad news is, yet again, they're big underdogs at Texans as seven-point underdogs against Deshaun Watson in his return. So according to the DFS blueprint link down below on Patreon, the ownership is not coming in at all on Pierce in a really good matchup. The problem is, do they keep it close enough so we can actually see 15 plus carries him being low owned makes him appealing to me and if you want to see exactly the ownership on every single player which is the most important stat leverage and ownership in dfs we'll check it out in the dfs blueprint link down below now a player we briefly touched on talking about mahomes was juju smith schuster who returned last week however he was clearly limited playing just 35 percent of the snaps and only seeing three targets because of that he normally is playing when he's healthy around 80 to 90 percent of the snaps and in his last three games when he has been healthy he's averaging over 22 fantasy points per game and over 100 yards per game so if he gets back caught up to speed here now almost a month removed from injury he's going to be a fantastic play below six thousand dollars so you should be getting juju smith schuster and you should also get this next prop and we talked about Amon Ross St. Brown I took him over 74 and a half receiving yards and I took Derrick Henry a little bit of a spoiler alert here but I took him over 85 and a half rushing yards in his matchup against the Eagles now I combine these two 25 bucks on this one to win 75 dollars and you can too with a free bet up to 100 dollars when you use the code SAL22 SAL22 on pricepicks.com simply just click the link in the description below to get this free bet up to 100 dollars and we could be taking this community prop together all right so we've been talking about a lot of expensive players across positions 
positions. Now we go below $5,000 at wide receiver, where Zay Jones' price is increasing, but he's still too cheap. He'll definitely be picking up ownership because he just put up last week over 30 fantasy points on DraftKings, 14 targets, and he now has 24 targets the last two games. And not to mention, he's playing in the second best game environment. Yes, the Lions versus the Jaguars has the second highest team total, and the Lions rank 29th in coverage. Let's continue the value play with these cheap guys, and we go to a $4,300 tight end in Pat Frymuth, who's coming off of his worst game since week five, putting up just about seven fantasy points. Now, here's the thing. They only threw 28 times in this game. Fryermuth usually runs 30 routes. He only ran 20 routes in this game because they weren't throwing a lot. So the entire team's production is skewed downwards. Relative to how much he was actually out there and running routes, his seven fantasy points is actually pretty dang good. To me, Fryermuth is one of the three best tight end plays this week in a matchup against Atlanta's bottom five secondary. And another potential top three play at his position is the prop we just took in Derrick Henry at $8,100. He's sandwiched in between all these great running backs. Austin Eckler pickup ownership. Saquon Barkley. Definitely Josh Jacobs, assuming he plays. And because of that, the man that leads the NFL in rush attempts with 247, 22 and a half per game in Derrick Henry is going to come in lower own. Not only does he lead the league in rush attempts, but he leads the league in running back efficiency as a pass catcher. Number one in yards per outrun, number one in yards per reception. Yes, it's a smaller sample size here on his receptions, but still he's been damn efficient. I think in this matchup, you could expect around 24 plus touches, 20 plus fantasy points and relatively lower ownership compared to the other guys around him, according to the DFS blueprint. Now, a player that I'm all on this week is going to be Amari Cooper because he should be over $7,000 easily. He's been an alpha, a top 10 fantasy wide receiver this year, yet he's just 6,400. Now in back-to-back games, as you can see right here, he's put up 12 targets, 24 targets over two weeks, 15 receptions over two weeks, and this is while playing with Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, who ranks 34th in quarterback accuracy this year, reminder, there's only 32 NFL teams. And he's facing this Houston Texans number 32, dead last ranked secondary. Amari should be 74 to $7,600 this week. He's a great play. And so is his teammate Donovan Peoples-Jones as a leverage off of Zay Jones at the exact same price tag of $4,900 at wide receiver because Peoples-Jones is coming off of his worst game in a while, seeing just four targets and 3.6 fantasy points. But he put up over 60 yards in six of his seven previous games. And again, he now has this great matchup like Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson returning. I think he's one of the better leverage plays on the slate. And this next tight end is probably the best play on the slate, at least at the tight end position. It's between him and Joku and probably Pat Frymuth. And it's $7,900 Travis Kelsey, who's $1,300 more than any other tight end, but he's averaging over seven and a half more points than any other tight end. And now he's in the best game environment on the slate with a 52 point total in this matchup against Cincinnati. And he's just been unreal from a cheat codes perspective. Your deep targets and your red zone targets leads the NFL in red zone targets with 26 and he has six deep targets amongst tight ends. Absolutely elite. And speaking of elite, let's talk about the running back who put up 50 points last week. And that is Josh Jacobs who sees a significant price hike as he should to $7,900. Now the reports right after the game from the coach was that Jacobs almost missed that game. He came in questionable and then he saw a huge workload of 33 touches. So he's not going to practice at all this week. But as of Wednesday, he was practicing in limited fashion. So this is great news for his availability early on heading into week 13. Jacobs is in a contract year and he's showing out. He is leading the NFL right now in fantasy points and opportunity share at the running back position. He is just seeing so much usage. Now he's a slight underdog here, but he does have a nice team total of 25 points and he's played in a couple of similar situations in his career. In those games, he averages almost 26 touches, 26 and a half fantasy points and over four targets per game. I mean, this should be $8,500 player usage. The only problem is Jacobs right now in the DFS blueprint is the highest owned player on the entire week, pushing 30% ownership on a pretty big 12 game slate, meaning that I could probably avoid him. Now, a player that becomes difficult to avoid is $6,300 Christian Kirk because he's in that second best game environment, 25 point team total against a poor line secondary. And since the head coach, Doug Peterson said they need to get him more volume while well, he's averaging 9.4 targets and over 17 fantasy points per game, he's been during that time, a top 10 wide receiver. So I play Christian Kirk and then I also want to play these next wide receivers, their teammates. And that would be the Chargers wide receivers, Mike Williams, assuming he returns. 
returns this week. And then Keenan Allen, who at $6,500, this 6K range at wide receiver for the second straight week is the best spot on the slate. Keenan Allen has been back for two weeks. He returned and played 66% of the snaps. They said he would be limited, and he was. But then this past week, all the way up to about 88% of the snaps, ran an elite 40 routes, led to seven targets. He looked great. He now has four red zone targets in two weeks since returning. He's an extremely fair price point, and so is this next player if his teammate misses. And that would be the rookie Zonovan Knight at $4,600. If there's no Michael Carter, he'd be the cheapest I'd go at running back and actually feel really good about it. It's a tough matchup versus Minnesota, but the price tag takes that into account. You see, the rookie in his NFL debut, the undrafted rookie, had 17 touches for over 100 total yards. He looked good out there. His nickname is Bam Knight because he could break tackles and lay a hit, and he did that a couple times. He would be a top five value play at the running back position if there was no Michael Carter this week, according to the DFS blueprint, which helps you win more and stop losing. If you'd like to do that in DFS, stop hitting the deposit button. Click the link in the description to join the DFS blueprint and the thousands of people using it this week. Now we go back to the quarterback position and Justin Herbert is another player worth stacking. We just talked about his wide receivers. A 26 point team total is great and he's starting to heat up. Herbert now has 20 plus points in back-to-back games and he just had his best game of the season, putting up nearly 29 DraftKings points, finding the end zone three times. He may be getting Mike Williams back this week. He has a 26 point team total and he faces the Raiders bottom five secondary. All of this is starting to add up. Also, he's fighting for a playoff spot. So there's extra motivation. Now in terms of other quarterbacks who are in play this week, I think Kirk Cousins is a great play versus the Jets. Their secondary has been good, but Cousins and his stacks like a cheaper Adam Thielen and of course Jefferson. I think it's a top three or four stack this week. And then I'm a little bit less interested in, but still have to be in play is that Jacksonville and Detroit quarterbacks, both Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence was a top three quarterback last week in fantasy points. I'd prefer him to the Detroit quarterback in Jared Goff, but both of them are somewhat in play. So we talked about Joe Burrow, but we didn't talk about any of his pass catchers in depth. Let's do that now. Lamar Chase should be returning. He's $7,900 and he'll be lower owned, meaning I like him. Now T Higgins is coming in higher owned at 7,200 as he should because he's been dominating. He now has 24 fantasy points in back-to-back weeks and 13 plus points in five straight games. He is so damn consistent, maybe even better than Jamar Chase in terms of being a complete receiver. The problem is the ownership. If Higgins' ownership is going to remain high, those Joe Burrow stacks have to be double stacked with a Jamar Chase as well, a Tyler Boyd or a Hayden Hurst to kind of draw down the ownership from Burrow and Higgins. This is how you should approach the week 13 slate to actually win money. And if you want even more tools to give you an even better odds at winning and stop losing, well, check out the DFS blueprint linked down below in the description. Best of luck, you beautiful people. I appreciate you all tuning in. As always, enjoy the rest of your weekend.